Hello, people, and welcome to Getting Lumped Up with Rob Rossi, and this is the Rock Edition. I got Rocker Mike here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, Rob. How you doing? Uh, so I've been trying to get with Mike for a while to do a show about a little bit of the history of the East Village, like bands, venues, and um, he also going to be giving you weekly updates of shows and stuff that's going to be happening around the neighborhood, or just in, the, in New York City, in the general area. Um, but right now, what we would like to do is take you back to 1970 with uh, a little bit of the pusher man in the background. <laughs> and we're walking to the store to go to our local Rastafari bodega that got the <laughs> one bag of chip in front of the fucking store to get a $3 bag of weed and go and smoke some joint and let's listen to some music. So, what do you want to start with? Um, well, um, you know, I think the. the the New York City rock and roll scene kind of started in the 70s. I mean, it did start in the late 60s, but yeah, it really came definitely. to came to like a, a, a I guess you could say like a peak at that time. You peaked several times, but that was definitely the first peak. And um, you know, the, the early punk scene, uh, early 70s. Um, even before that, you could talk about the New York Dolls, like 1971, 72. Uh, the Bratz, early Kiss, 74, like that, you know, but by the time CBGB's was in full swing, like 76, 75, I mean, there was so many bands playing, and uh, you could just, uh, it, it was all different styles, you know, like the punk scene in New York is different than the punk scene in, in England. Uh, in England, it was kind of more or less one genre, okay, but in New York, it was several. You know, you know, different types of music, everything from, you know, Talking Heads to the Ramones to Patti Smith to the Dead Boys. And I know you, you wanted to talk about the Dead Boys. Yeah, definitely the term of the Dead Boys, a little bit of the history, because we're going to be talking about the Dead Boys, Ramones. We're going to go through the years of different groups. And um, the one, what was your first vinyl album that you buy? What's wow. the first that well, you went to so you realized? When I was a kid, I used to buy a lot of 45s. And I, I bought 45s before I ever bought albums. And the first 45 I ever bought was uh, a song called Little Willie by The Sweet. Like, <laughs> you might remember that one. But it was like, you know, an, an English glam band had a minor hit here. And I just loved it as, as a kid. I mean, I didn't know how cool they were, you know, but yeah. I thought they were great. Um, but the first album I ever bought was uh, Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, and... Uh, also, one of the first ones I ever bought was uh, ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, that's a that's great a album. That's a great I album. Love that album. Yeah. I mean, I could talk a half an hour easily about ACDC. That, but that was a great album. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, um, when I was a kid, I think they opened like a store around my neighborhood. They opened this uh, record store around my neighborhood. And um, the first two albums I ever bought, I remember this because I worked in a pizzeria. and. Yeah. I was around 12 years old and I went and the first two albums I ever bought in my life were Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, and I bought um, Man at Work, Cargo. Those okay. are my two first fucking okay. albums. What, okay. what a taste of music. And my dad yeah, looked at me was, like... that was very different. My dad looked at me like, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> why, why the hell is this Michael Jackson guy? What the hell? Yeah. And he winded up like listening to the songs and stuff. But man, I worked that album. Cargo was a great album. I, yeah, I, I, I think they, I think it was Grammy winning too. I think it actually, you know, won, won a Grammy. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, pretty, pretty sure if I remember right. Yeah. They had a few songs there. Um, 
So what's the last great concert you went to, like, back in those days when you were young? Oh, in those days? Um, I mean, I started going to shows in, in, the, uh, in the early 80s, basically. Um, I came up through the, you know, a little bit through the hardcore scene here in the city. Uh, so many great bands back then, oh, yeah. you know, I mean... Wow, I mean, I can't even think of, of one particular show. Um, I would say I saw the Ramones, okay. Um, actually, I saw them about 50 times, to be honest with you. But, what, you know, a couple of great shows I remember was Irving Plaza. Um, it was New Year's Eve 88 into 89. And uh, Richie Stotts, who was in the Plasmatics, uh, well, the Plasmatics were done at that point. He had his own band, and anyway, they were opening. Okay. And he brought Wendy O. Williams out, and they were doing plasmatic songs. Oh, now, man. the theme of the night was called the Eve of Destruction. Yeah. Because, everybody forgets this, Irving Plaza actually closed for a short time. And then reopened. It never really closed. But it was supposed to be the last night that they were ever going to be open. Oh, wow. Okay, now it's New Year's Eve, 88 going into 89, and the, the show was insane. They were just letting anybody in any age, they were serving to... 14-year-olds, we, 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 were, we, were, we were wasted, and we were breaking the place apart. I mean, we were just throwing chairs around and, and breaking up the bathrooms and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing show. Um, but the funny thing was, it never closed. So. It never closed. <laughs> Um, is not a, you ever go to any show at the Fillmore East? No, I missed that. That was, was, it, was yeah, it that was gone, yeah, by the time I was starting to get out. But, I mean, I met plenty of guys that did. I mean, I wish I was 10 years old, though. I would have, I would have seen all that stuff. You know, The Who, Hendrix. Uh, actually, it was funny. Um, I was talking with, uh, well, you know, my, my buddy Rick Rivets that, that passed away recently. He was good friends with Kiss when they were coming up. And when Kiss got signed, they did a, a special show just for just for record company people at the Fillmore. Yeah. And he got to go to that, so he, he always talked about how great that show was. It was kind of just for like the elite of the business, but he was able to get in and and, and just catch a one show with that. Uh, he, uh, a friend of mine that lived in this um, neighborhood all his life, uh, Magic Steve, that also passed away. He um. He and his house, and I wish I knew who, what happened to his collection, in his house, he had every single program from the Fillmore East. He went to almost every concert, and he saw all these incredible shows. He had yeah. the, the program, and he had the, the, the set. Right, the list, the, like the set lists and he had yeah, that flyers there. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He had a guy that worked there, and yeah. he would give him the program, yeah. the set list, and, you know, it, and it was incredible. In the context of everything, the Fillmore East really wasn't there that long. Yeah. It was just a few years, but the amazing amount of bands that went through there oh and, and you know changed everything you know really just as far as how rock and roll was perceived in the, by the public and everything and the whole uh, Lower East Side music scene definitely the film was important um, shows and CBGBs what do you see oh, hundreds hundreds of shows <laughs> easily uh, you know, like I said, a lot of the hardcore shows in the in the early '80s, the Sunday morning matinee hardcore shows. Um, wow! I mean, there was always something going on at CBS. I miss that place. It it, it it really, you know, every week, every night there was something. So you would always see one, at least one good band, you know, and. Uh, I would say, especially in the in the '80s and early '90s, before 
we started getting this kind of like gentrification and stuff down here. Um, it was kind of like just New York City kids hanging out listening to music. You know, and Monday night was always audition night. And I always hung out with a lot of bands, so I went to a lot of audition nights just to, you know, kind of support a band that was trying to get to play CDs. You know, so I used to go and, you know, try to get people to come down also to support the, the whatever new band. You know, I'm always I've always been about live music. I think that's that's the that's the key. We don't really see that anymore as much. You know, never happened like that. None. I mean, there's no venues anymore, really. And then the few that are. They're good, but you know, a lot of bands, they're, they're just not interested in going out and playing live. They just want to record some, throw it on the internet, and see what happens. Yeah. And that's you know you don't oh whatever yeah YouTube or whatever Spotify even sometimes you get bands that aren't signed I think on there too. Oh um, yeah. I I, uh, I don't go for that. I, I I think that you have to earn your bones by playing live. Yeah. And you know, but. You look at the way it is today, even like guitar sales are down. You know, Fender is like almost out of business. Fender guitars. Okay, yeah, I heard about that recently. And, and I mean, that's sad. I mean, you know, people aren't picking up guitars as, as young kids and playing them anymore. Hopefully that'll turn around. I hope. Um, another thing, um, could I tell you, do you ever remember the Rock and Roll Church in Limelight on Limelight. Sunday night? Yeah. Can I tell you, I went and I saw a show... Cycle Sluts from Hell. Cycle Sluts from Hell. Great band. It, it was one of the craziest oh, yeah. shows. Yeah. I remember doing bigger lines of cocaine in the back of the line. There was a lot of cocaine yeah. in the line. And, and Mike, yeah. you know, I was like 16, 17 yeah. in the game. No. Fucked up. And yeah. It was a different New York. And, and nah. the, and was that was a roll. that was a great stage too at the limelight. Down, you know, you look yeah. down into it. It was fucking and, great. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I saw Johnny Thunders there. Um, the last time I was ever there was I saw the Cramps. Yeah. And this was like 2006. It turned out to be like the very last Cramp show ever in New York City because Singer Lux died a couple years later. Um, that's another band I, I, you know, we got to get into at some point because they were insane live, insane. I mean, you're talking, you know, Lux Interior, the singer going up on his the Marshall stacks, 15 feet up in the air in his high heels and jumping off, you know, and and, and then you know with a bottle of red wine in his hand, you know, the whole time. So what, what actually got you into the music? Why you started like looking into the history and and looking into why what gender? Because you're you're a rocker, you love rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but do you ever listen to the blues or yeah. any other? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I do like um, you know old blues. We're talking like you know Son House and guys like old. School. I like, like Lead Belly. <laughs> yeah, no, Lead is great. And of course, uh, Lead Belly's great. Of course, um, uh, you know, like I said, Sun House, um, Howlin' Wolf, all those chess uh, label guys from Chicago, um, some of the Delta Blues. It's all great. I mean, that's the roots of rock and roll. And you listen to that stuff now, and, and you hear what came later in that. You know, so it's, it's definitely the roots. Um, what do you think of um, Stevie Stevie Van Dyke? I mean, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Man, I'm I'm fucked up. You know, I got I got opinions about both those guys. Stevie Ray Vaughan, I thought was a very good. Um, he was a great guitar player. Great guitar I, I, player. I, I I I'm not gonna say anything bad, but honestly, he's never somebody I like that much. Yeah. You know, I respect him as a guitar player. I know a lot of people love the music. It's just something I never really got into. He wasn't. 
I don't know. I felt he wasn't edgy enough for what I liked. Yeah, but, but he was more like this, like this laid-back country yeah, guy. But yeah. he can play no. a fucking guitar. I Again, mean, I think he's one like fantastic. He's top one of the, ten guitarists of all time. I would, I would agree. I would agree. So me, Hendrix will always be number one. You know who else was a great guitarist and even never clapped and gave him his props? Like Prince. Let's say Prince was a great guitarist. Prince know? was a Prince was a just a he could play twenty-five different instruments. <laughs> you know, he, you know, you can't just say he was a great guitarist. He was a great drummer, you know, and, and he could play bass and he could do anything. Uh, he's in a, a totally different category, you know, of anybody else as far as I'm concerned. Um, I remember when Prince played that Super Bowl, the halftime, that was a great thing. And what do we get this year? Maroon 5. What a God. bag of shit. Yeah, I've I, I never seen such a horrible halftime show. Uh, we're still talking about this a month later. Um, yeah, I mean, it just is a when you when you watch that show, you just kind of you can't help but but just that's how the state of music is today, you know. Just that's what it is. Some like you know, good-looking guy covered in tattoos, playing like music that is about as safe as can be. Yeah. You know, they try to look so hard with their tats and everything, and they're all like, if you look at his, uh, what's that guy's name, the singer? Am, am, uh, Adam. Adam Levine. Yeah, you look at him and you're like, oh, you know. But then you look at his tattoos and they're all just like shit that you would see off the wall in the tattoo shop. There's nothing There's nothing cool about him at all. When I look at you, I just think about the voice. I, don't, I even forgot the guy was on the band. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't even, right, right. He was on that show, yeah. That's how bad it is. And you know what halftime show I did enjoy? I did enjoy the one with um, Bruno Mars. I thought played one of the best halftime shows. And yeah. I wasn't into him, and then I saw the halftime show. That was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into him, but I did watch that, and I was actually impressed at that time. That was about, what, about three, four Red, years ago. Did the Red Hot Chili Peppers come out with him? Dad, no, that was that was, uh, that was was this year, right? The Red Hot Chili Peppers came out with... No, no, what was that? I don't remember. But there was one time they yeah. came out that were like, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. And that was, a, that was I, I, I kind of like those um, Super Bowl shows like that. But the, but the Bruno Mars and the Prince, they did it, they did it really good. Well, the, the Who a few years back were good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing. Well, what venue will you recommend now to see a good show? At? Like, what other venues you would go to now? Wow. Um, probably Bowery Electric is one of the best. Um, then you got Coney Island, Baby. Uh, uh, Jesse Mallon uh, runs both those places. Um, you know, there aren't that many venues anymore, sadly. So, you know, you got those two. Orleans Grocery is still around. They do shows. Otto Shrunken Head is good. Um, but it isn't like even... Orleans Grocery is great. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, it's, it's not like it used to be where you could just, you know, go out one night and, and hit like 15 different places. It's not like that anymore. I'd like to give a shout-out to Boogie. He's going to work right now okay, at Clockwork Boogie. Orange. Yeah, go to Clockwork, Long, see Boogie. Oh, may we live. Oi. 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 There's a place in Queens that opened up that they do, like, concert. I see that they get, like, a lot of retro. Uh, you, well, you talk about Blackthorn, Blackthorn 51 in Elmhurst. Is that what it is? Yeah, they, they do a lot of um, mostly metal uh, kind of stuff, but, you know, uh, occasionally punk. I, I recently saw the Undead there, uh, Bobby Steele's band. Bobby used to be in the Misfits, 
and he's had the undead for uh, quite a long time now. They played. Um, and uh, Doyle, who's also in the Misfits, he's solo now. He played there recently. Um, a lot of metal bands kind of go through there. It's a good, it's a nice venue though. Very nice. Yeah, I like the band Social Distortion. Love Social Distortion. One of, one of my favorite bands in the top ten. I've seen them so many places. They, 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 you know, back in the days, like even in Ninth Avenue, there were places where, like, these small venues where these bands would take over and they would play, like, a very um, intimate show. And we just don't have that anymore. Do you remember Tin Pan Alley? Who? Tin Pan Alley? No, I don't remember that. It was, like, in the, uh, in the like, late 80s, even a little bit earlier, too, uh, through the 80s. It was over in the Times Square area. Okay. And it was just such a shithole. But a lot of punk bands played there. Yeah. And it was just one of these places, like, you know, you got to watch your ass back then. You oh, know, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, that's when Times Square was Times Square. Oh, oh Times Square was very dangerous, very, yeah. like, crazy. Yeah. I, I, well, you're from the kitchen, so I yeah, thought maybe uh, you, you would have known I, it. I can tell you, um, back then, when Playland, you would go to Playland and play video fake games IDs. and get fake ID. Yeah, fake I'll never yep. forget that I got a fake ID and went to um, Show World, Triple T. <laughs> And I put my coin in one of those boxes. And there's a naked woman. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Are you, are you watching that show, The Deuce? The Deuce was great. They just they cover all that stuff. Yeah, they it's do, fantastic. It, it was great. Like, but you know, yeah. that was time. Like, I would say, if you walk to if you walk to 42nd Street from uh, from 9th Avenue to 7th Avenue, yeah. Not only will you get drugs and disease and get laid. But you might wind up dead by the time you got yeah, to seven yeah, because you were uh, so uh, fucked 25 up. things could have happened to you easily. Yeah. Um, you know, but the thing about the old 42nd Street, or, you know, the deuce, as it was called, um, you knew what you were getting into when you went up there. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was everything, like you say, drugs, women, uh, three-card Monty games oh, you know, on the street. I, I, okay, I, I, you know, I mean, I it was all concentrated in that one area. And then the rest of the city kind of didn't have that stuff out on the street. You know, really, it wasn't like that. It, it was like a carnival up there, you know? And when you went up there, you knew what you were getting into. Then, when it started to get cleaned up, all that stuff dispersed oh all over the place. And right before the inter, now it's, you know, 42nd Street's all about the Lion King. You know, I mean, even B.B. King's just closed. Oh, yeah. You know, and that was a that was a good venue. I saw a lot of shows there. Um, I'm a big reggae fan, so I, I caught a lot of reggae shows at B.B. King's. They always had something going through. And also, um, one of the best shows I ever saw there was Motorhead. Motorhead. Motorhead, wow. with one of my all-time favorite bands. Motorhead, that guy uh, was good. Let yeah, Lemmy. Yeah, oh I mean, yeah, Lemmy, definitely. He, he, is, he is missed. Definitely, he's missed. You know that he's um he's the guy that played the song for um, Triple H? He's the guy that the, wrote the, the game, song. The game, the game, the game, yeah. yeah. He went, um, I forgot, WrestleMania 17, Motorhead yep. is there performing. Yep. Like, yep. like hundreds of thousands of people. And yep. Like, Yep. And they were like, that was the biggest thing that they performed yeah. in a long time. And then they got, they took off again after that. Motorhead is, is one of the greatest bands ever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they were like the, the bridge between punk and metal. Yeah, you could You could be a punk kid and love Motorhead, even though they had long hair and, yeah. you know, and had that metal look, kind of. But then if you were a metalhead, you could like them, too. You know, yeah. it, it, was, it was just like they were kind of like 
really the only band like that. I always, I always love Metallica. I think Metallica is the band I've seen the most alive, and I've yeah. seen them in the garden most of the time. And I was into Metallica early on. Yeah, but I um, love the, the Puppet Master. Was probably Ma- one Master of Puppets. Master 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 I saw them on that tour. That was probably one of they the opened best. For, uh, they opened for Ozzy. I saw, I saw them. With, that's when they had Cliff Burton in the band yeah. still, oh, before Ozzy, he died. Ozzy's another one, man. Yeah, Ozzy, yeah. He's, well, he's... I think he's pretty much retired now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard he's not doing so good. I heard like he was sick like, recently. I think he had like a pneumonia or something, but then I heard he's, he's okay, he recovered. So. All right, good, good, Can't kill good. that guy. Just like, uh, yeah, there's still, got Iggy Pop, he's still kicking. I, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the stuff that that guy put his body through. But that guy got like zero fat on his no. body. And he was always like, like that. It's like, holy shit, the yeah. guy's built. He was like always, and he doesn't lot. have to do nothing, he just looks like that. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, it might work out a little, but he's not like a you know, bodybuilder. But he got to do like push up and stuff. Cause you're I just guess. Not like, you know, he got to do something. Maybe, you I, know? Me, and, me and my wife Sandy uh, saw him, uh, I guess it was about three years ago, at the uh, United Palace up in Washington Heights. And oh, yeah, that's another venue. That's, they well, shows they, they, yeah, they started having a lot of shows there recently in the last couple of yeah. years. That's a cool venue. It's like a really nice, you know, Art Deco style theater, you know. And I heard if you go there, the train leaves is like right, right there, there, not that yeah, far. Yeah, block away. Yeah. Block away. So that's another convenient thing. And there's a couple it. of cool, you know, Dominican places to eat right there, you know, get dinner and then catch the show. Catch the show. Yeah. Not bad. So, Mike, what do you think? Should we wrap this first episode? We cover pretty much a few things. I just want to mention one thing. Um, a couple of things coming oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Do that. Like I said, you know, one of the best venues around today is probably the Bowery Electric. Mm-hmm. They they play. Uh, they, they they cater to you know real rock and roll bands, punk bands, all that stuff. Play through there. Um, this Wednesday coming up, you got a band called Shaken Street. The Carvels, the Gotham Rockets, and Charm School. Wow. All great bands. Uh, Charm School's been around for a while, and the Carvels, too, have been around for a while. They're great. I've seen them many times. Um, then tonight at Otto's on 14th Street, Otto's Shrunken Head, you got the record players. They're, they're a good little band. I like them. Um, and coming up later this month, you got the, uh, the Kiss Show on the 22nd. That's at the Nassau Coliseum. I think that's sold out. You might want to check. Last time around for these guys... Uh, yeah, I know they've done farewell tours before, <laughs> no. but now this is really. But is these the original? No, no. It's, well, it's 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 Paul and Gene. Yeah. And then they got Tommy Thayer and and uh, Eric Singer. Uh, you know, Ace. Ace. There was talk of Ace doing some shows with them, maybe coming out on stage. I think that's probably still possible, but there's always so much drama with with yeah. them, you know. And I don't. I'm not anticipating it. But uh, I actually was sitting home last night watching a concert from January. I think it was the first show of the tour. And it was the whole show on YouTube. And it was great. So, you know, if you want to see Kiss, check them out. If there's tickets, get them. They, you know, it's you know, worth I it. I saw um, Paige and Penn play a concert in Madison Square Garden years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when they were touring together. They yeah. played, and they played mostly Led Zeppelin. Sure. It was a great show. And then a few years, a few days later, I read in the New York Times that the show I went to was like one of the best fucking shows they had in years. And that was like uh, you know, I mean, shit. I think any anybody, if they were to just uh, stand on stage and do nothing, everybody would love it. You know, because you just want to see those two guys together. They fucking you know? played hell. They played like for three and a half yeah. hours. It was insane. Yeah, I'd love to talk about maybe even the Yardbirds at one point yeah, too. Okay, we're gonna you know. cover a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
But Mike, thank you for today. Okay. Um, any more announcement and how can people reach you? Do you have Twitter? Uh, no, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me. Uh, just look under uh, Michael, last name Baker, uh, through Rob's friends, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you can find me. Um, one other thing I want to announce, too, is uh, coming up April 6th, um, if you want to make a road trip, all right, it's out in Pennsylvania, all right, a town called Nazareth, about two hours from here. Yeah, and um, it's the Joey Image Cancer Fund. Joey uh, was in the Misfits, and he's had a battle of cancer, so they're raising some money. Right. And so basically it's some New York bands that are going out to Nazareth to play. Right. It's um, the Nihilistics, they're great. Yeah. Uh, Chesty Malone and the Slice Em Ups. They've been the Slice Em Ups, yeah, they've been around for a long time, they're good. And uh, the Undead are playing too, like I said, there's Bobby Steele from the Misfits band, the Undead. Uh, check them out, um, and I guess that's about it, so. So let's wrap it up. Yep. This is a um, this is a new thing that um this is like a new project that I'm doing on the Long Top um, channel and I um, hope you guys like it and we'll um, listen to you the next time and we'll talk more about early New York and uh, more more about these crazy bands because Mike has a lot of knowledge and I want people to enjoy the show and just have a good time so guys remember don't get drunk get, get Long Top. Up.